Hey yo, it's your boy Toddy. I'm just jumping in here real quick before the intro to announce that Thrifty is officially on Facebook. That's right, Thrifty Podcast on Facebook.com. So head over to Facebook, type Thrifty or Thrifty Podcast in the search bar. We should pop up. You will see we're just south of 600 likes. Are you kidding me? Thanks, everybody. If you haven't liked the show yet, hit like now and get the conversation started. On that Facebook page, we're going to be posting a lot of behind-the-scenes photographs when we go out thrifting, some thrift haul pics, some videos, all kinds of stuff in the next coming weeks. So I'm really excited for that. Hopefully, I'll see you there. Also, some good housekeeping stuff. We're a podcast, so we are on iTunes. So if you head over to iTunes, type Thrifty in the search bar, give us a five-star review. Coming up next week on the show, to begin the show, we're going to begin every episode reading our favorite five-star review if we get enough. But give us a five-star review over there. That's going to be a lot of fun for everybody involved. Thrifty Podcast on Facebook, Thrifty on iTunes, five stars, and like the page. You got it. All right, sorry, everybody, about that garbage. On to the intro. Hey, Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week on the show, I invite a friend to thrift with me. We gather a haul, drag it back to the studio to tell you all about it. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome, everybody, to another fun-filled edition of Thrifty Podcast. I'm here, of course, and Josh is joining me, my co-host, again this week. How are we feeling, Josh? Feeling pretty good. It's a Mountain Dew pizza kind of evening after a long day that we've spent together going out for the hall, getting some work done. How do you feel about our long days? Because when we go thrifting together, you're with me for forever. It's not bad. There's like a an hour, two-hour break, and it always involves Taco Bell, and Cannot talk about the new Taco Bell nacho right fries. The if they want to sponsor it, it's okay, but they don't have to because we're spending massive amounts of money on these French fries. But you've been hanging in there for almost a year-long friendship. Yeah, we are coming up on the anniversary. The podcast isn't quite there. No. But our friendship is just yeah, about. February. Is it February 1st today? It is. Wow. So right after Valentine's Day is probably when I met you. Of course. How <laughs> so apropos. this is our first Valentine's Day together. This will be our first official Valentine's Day together, yes. Uh, it's going to be pretty dope. It's going to be pretty dope. Yeah, it is, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a nice uh, romantic day together at work. Just at our desk at our baby-ass baby cubicles. Oh, God, it's awful. It's rough. 
But we do have a fun-filled show. Josh and I went thrifting this morning. We have a uh, haul planned for you a little bit later on. We've been going back to our old stomping grounds, and they've been coming up pretty good. Um, right off the bat, um, we want to get into a segment I don't think we've let off the show with before. But we've been uh, past couple of weeks, we've been reading the Pittsburgh Penny Saver. The Pittsburgh Penny Saver is like the classified ads, only more Yinzer. Yeah, and these this is the online version. Um, yeah. So it's even worse. Yeah, because it's easier to get into, so there's more people posting weird stuff. There's less time spent editing the spelling as well. And while the energy was still up, I wanted to get into that because after this, we're going to talk about two American tragedies on the show that, that do, do relate to our thrift haul. So yes. it will be objects that we found that relate to those tragedy, tragedies. But right off the bat, we want to do some penny saving. Oh, penny saving. actually did all the research for this at work today that's how boring work is some days where we just browse the penny saver for hours hours literally <laughs> hours on our phone i was sitting at my desk and you were just like we doing penny saving tonight and i was like i mean yeah we can <laughs> we got we got time to look for it and the thing with looking for stuff on the penny saver is we can't just browse it's not paper we can't flip back and forth no. so we have to go through the weird ass subcategories that the penny saver feels like are necessary. Some categories, if you look at penny saver under merchandise, jet skis have their own category. <laughs> the penny saver is run by Kenny fucking Power. <laughs> so many jet skis. There's not a single posting. Zero. We live in Pittsburgh. There's zero. three rivers. Zero jet skis available on the penny saver. Surprise to no one. Fucking travesty it is. Snowmobiles, their own category. Own cl- own link uh, own link that you could click. You can just put recreational vehicles. Two is already one. Bait shop. So if you have used worms on there, <laughs> who, the, who the fuck? Is, who's selling online worms? Uh, well, no one at least uh, that I saw. So I didn't look at bait. There's nothing in bait shop either. Nothing in bait shops. See, everybody in Pittsburgh staying indoors. They're not going hunting or fishing or jet skiing. Nothing. And this is it's updated like weekly. You could put ads on there anytime you want, and they update the statistics weekly. There's been nothing in jet ski, snowmobile, and bait shop for a month. Everything we looked at today was posted like today. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Today, I had one from, like, yesterday. So if you're selling any worms or want worms, please hit up that Pittsburgh Penny Saver. Yeah, I have a worm guy, but I'm looking to move away. <laughs> I'm looking to get out of the business. I don't think he's giving me fair market value. So I'm really, really. Fuck him. Yeah. I need to, make a, <laughs> need to make a move. For- so uh, the first one that I found was under miscellaneous. Uh, the, the link said turkey blanket. So I clicked it, and all it says is 90 by 120 used to used to cover bed or table, turkey blanket, $20. I was going to say that's a big fucking turkey. I'm glad you specified table or, you know. Well, that's why when I looked this up and we were at work and I talked to you, I was like, if you think blanket, like, what's the size of a blanket? And I, 90 by 120 of a fucking turkey. That's 10 feet of turkey. 
That's a lot of turkey. So I'm assuming it's like Thanksgiving based, but turkey blanket was on there. Uh, <laughs> the next one, um, <laughs> the next one, the link said Statue of Sacred Heart of Jesus. So I clicked it. And they actually posted a pretty decent ad. It came with a picture, but they had their commas all messed up. Um, so it says, Statue of Sacred Heart of Jesus, 22 inches, comma, high looks great. Hi, <laughs> H-I-G-H. Yeah, high looks great. And being stoned at work as I always am, I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> so I figured out that they meant 22 inches high, comma, looks great. Yeah. If they wrote 22 inches, comma, high looks great. Because when you're high, it looks great. It looks great. Uh, good condition. That's 20 bucks. Um, and this one has a phone number, so you could actually buy the statue to look look at when you're high. 412-885-2373. Somebody call that. I love that nobody ever gives a name in the penny saver. Nobody has ever, like, asked for Steven. Mm-hmm. It's always just you have to dial the number and then be like, "So, uh, y- y'all saw on a Jesus heart? Yeah, a high looks great. Yeah, y'all got worms? <laughs> Didn't think so. <laughs> um, and the worm guy. And this is a, a couple that that you have found. Um, this was under merchandise miscellaneous, a mausoleum crypt forest lawn garden. I think Forest Lawn Garden is the place where the mausoleum is. Oh, Forest Lawn Garden Mausoleum Crypt. The description reads, Mausoleum Crypt from Forest Lawn Lawn Gardens, McMurray, PA, Double Crypt, includes Brawn Crypt Plate and Interment Feeds. <laughs> I've got a mausoleum, I've got a plate to put your name on it, Just and I'll bury you. It. Just die in it. Two questions. Who the fuck is selling a mausoleum on the Penny Saver, and who is picking their burial plot in the Penny Saver? There's no photo available for this one, so you can't even... If you wanted to pick where you died or where you're buried, you can't even with this one. I love the the, the bronze nameplate. You won't know that that nameplate's there. You're never going to see that name. You'll just be like, yeah, this is the one we're going to put Also, where on. the body's moved. At some point where the fucking bodies in the mausoleum just moved out of Why there. do you just have one empty mausoleum? <laughs> you just rent. You just rent the space. But you could dial uh, 717-682-2146. That's 717-682-2146 for a double mausoleum. Uh, next one. This is under merchandise wanted to buy. So these are actually people who are putting ads in the penny saver saying if you got this i want to buy it yeah and that's kind of what i was thinking of the you know these people that buy this stuff let's see what they want you know who goes searching out for this and this one is just fucking nuts it's so weird wanted photo of coal mining uh pat pat wanted photo wanted photo of coal mining (laughs) patch click on it wanted photo of coal mining patch town called peanut once located in present-day Manmouth Park. <laughs> Peanut. Uh, yeah, so best we can tell, it's a coal mining patch, a patch of land where they used to mine coal, and it's called Peanut. <laughs> and present-day, present when I say present-day, it's it's spelled like pleasant, only with an R. Yeah. In Manmouth Park. Man, wherever Manmouth Park is, this is local somewhere around the Pittsburgh area. This is a 412 thing. So I'm going to maybe think 
Mammoth Park or something? Manmouth Park. Anyway, $100 for a photo of... Uh, peanut. Of Peanut. <laughs> if you have a picture of Peanut or a coal mining patch you can pass off as Peanut, 100 bucks gets Even it. Even if you get an 8x10 of Peanut, uh, the number that... Uh, contact this gentleman at 412-896-8180. 412-896-8180 if you have a picture of a Peanut. I'll send Coal him a peanut. fucking ton of pictures of Mr. Peanut for 20 bucks. Yeah. Okay. So, last one here we got today under merchandise. This is under miscellaneous as well. Magazine stuff. Maxim. Mint condition. <laughs> Click on it. Just repeats the words. Magazine stuff. Maxim. Mint condition. Make offer. It's a guessing game. Not going to tell you how many of them and what other stuff there is, but there are some Maxim. So, if you want... Some late '90s pictures of that redhead who was in that weird show that was a ripoff of uh, Married with Children. Probably have it. It's out there. So it's, make an offer. Say you had. Say I'm browsing for rando magazines, right? And I come across this. So you own the magazines, and I give you a call. Like, what am I asking for? I'm like, do you got like ESPN in there? Do you got like Woman's Day magazine? Like, I don't even. Do you want to call? Ooh. I'll call him. Is that, yeah, call him and just see what the magazine. All right, hang on. Let me okay. get. Okay. Oh, it's 10.07 at night, too. Ooh. <laughs> this might. Yeah, just give it a call and just just ask, like, um, what what all the magazines were about. See if you get any answer here. You got, it's 10 o'clock, too. Turn that up. What if you have to leave a message? Should I have just texted? <laughs> I think there's a 10 o'clock talk like call rule. Oh, you're fine. 10.30. Oh, no. I think the cutoff time is 10 o'clock. I think it's 10.30. Hi, um, I was giving you a call. I saw an ad in the Penny Saver, and I... I, I'm sorry for calling so late. I just got off of work and had some free time. But uh, I was just curious. I saw it said magazine stuff and Maxim. How many ma- how many magazines are there total? Oh, God. I've got Maxim from probably, and they're all in condition. They're in my attic, you know. I'm up in age. I've got them from, like, the fifth issue all the way to the present. Oh wow! Okay, so like a lot. Ask him about a yeah, subscription. Yeah, from stuff, stuff. Same thing. Well, they they quit making them several years ago. They were like a spinoff of Maxim. Are you selling them like individually, or like you want to get rid of all of them, or like? Well, I probably would like to just dump them bulk, you know. Actually, stuff was actually I think made by the same publisher of Maxim. Okay. And then I have all the way up. I'm still getting it. I, I get it for like another year or something, and then I'll probably drop it. Like I'm 60-something years old. I don't, you know, I don't like the new format of them, too, the maxims. So. Right, right. They moved less away from the ladies, like more on the articles. You collect them, or you, you were looking just for certain issues? or I was thinking about it. I got a buddy who's into it quite a bit, uh, <laughs> and I was thinking about getting them as a, as a gift for him, but I got to think about it. Where are you located? Oh, don't look at me. Okay. 
I will, um, I'll, I'll tell you what, let me, uh, run some stuff. Uh, I'm up on the mountain. Um, but let me, uh, let me run some stuff by him, and then I'll probably get back in touch with you, like, Monday. You gonna be around? Well, yeah, I'm retired, so that's why I've got time to get rid of them. They're up in, a, in my attic, in a, so I'd have to pull them down. They're all in boxes. They're, like, all mint condition. There's, like, just brand spanking new right out of the wrapper, Harley. Yeah. No damage at all. Uh, all right, per so, perfect, perfect. Well, I'll get. Where did you say you? Where did you say you live at? Uh, up on the mountain. Up on the mountain. The mountain. What, what do you mean? Like, what's the name of the town, the city, or whatever? Oh, like Mount Washington. The mountain. Mount Washington. So yeah. Take that far away. No, 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 not at all. Not that way. <laughs> no, not that far. But yeah, yeah. I'll I'll talk with him and then um I'll think about it and I'll get back in touch. Okay, what's your name? Josh. Josh. Okay, my name is Dan. You know. Uh, Dan Maxim. Tell him you'll save his number as Dan Maxim. All right. All right. I'll I'm gonna put yeah. I'll put you in my phone as Dan Stuff Maxim, and I'll get back in touch with you on Monday, man. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Bro. All right. Take care. <laughs> He was a nice guy that just wanted to talk. Oh man, and and that was four and a half minutes of like a yeah. perfect introduction to like a Yinzer. Yeah, who's not culture. on this podcast? If you're not normally. from here, I will. You know what I will do? I'm gonna. I'll take. I because I said his number a bunch of times since we called him on it. I'll take his number off the show because I don't want to business. I don't want right. to expose the business too Put much. Put some posts that it will bleed that. But yeah, yeah Dan was a nice guy. Dan stuff Maxim. <laughs> I did not realize that Stuff was a magazine. What a stupid <laughs> fucking name for a magazine. But Stuff. He, oh, so that's a that's a, a, a perfect snippet of Yinzer culture, if I have to say so myself. Dan from Munhall. I thought, I, like, when I was like, the mountain, he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't even say the mountain like that. And he's no. like, oh, I thought you meant Laurel Mountain. What the fuck would I be in Laurel Mountain calling you at 10 o'clock about some maxims? <laughs> it's already bad enough that I live on the mountain, and I'm already calling you. It's fun. <laughs> I enjoyed my, my conversation with Dan. So with the ups, there comes the downs. So we wanted to start off on a fresh note, but now we're going to talk about two American tragedies that have to deal with our thrift haul this week. Murder, steroids, conspiracy, it's everywhere. And more steroids. So, uh, the first thing in our thrift haul this evening, it is 1989-1990, uh, Kenner, Barry Bonds, starting lineup figure, in box. This is, yeah, an absolutely great find. Like, everybody had starting lineup. Everybody, you, there was just you put them everywhere. I always took mine out of the box. So like, now that it it's in box, there is a little roaching here and there to it, but it, it's in great shape and it has a 1986 Barry Bonds rookie card in it. Yeah, complete with the it is it's a starting lineup baseball card though, so probably worth dick. <laughs> the card is worth dick. The figure not. It's worth kind of medium dick. Yeah, medium dick. Yeah, it's a uh, it's worth about twenty to thirty five dollars, depending like if it's in mint condition. If it's in that condition, twenty dollars. But Barry Bonds became the first major league player in history to have a three hundred batting average, one hundred RBIs, one hundred runs, and fifty stolen bases in the same season. With thirty three th home runs, he became the second to have thirty home runs and fifty steals in a season, following Cincinnati's Eric Davis in nineteen eighty seven. So his career started out pretty. He was a good guy when he first started out. He was uh, the fa the face of Pittsburgh in that era. 
And this is like the golden era of baseball, like for our generation. Yeah, this because is, that's the last time we remember the Pirates ever being good. Yeah, and this was everybody had great baseball players everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, our division that year, and we went to the uh, the National League Conference. That's when we lost to the Cincinnati Reds. They beat us four to two, and that was our last shot at a World Series. Pretty much for the rest of my life. Where Eric Davis was playing. Where Eric Davis was playing. But we had 95 wins that year. Uh, second in our division was the the Mets. They had 91. And the Expos, the Montreal Expos, actually had 85 wins that season. Fuck the Expos. They only have one person on their roster who even has a starting lineup figure. I'll read some of those. Yeah, who are some of the, the hot ones on that? Because Josh is looking at the back of the starting lineup. Box. Yeah, the, it has a whole list of everybody who's in it. Uh, we were talking earlier about Andreas Galarraga. Yeah. Just such a fun name to say. Um, mm-hmm. Fred McGriff. Oh, the crime dog. The crime dog. Yep. The crime dog. Absolutely. Was he on the Braves or Blue Jays? Bl- this was Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo Jackson was playing baseball. That's pretty cool. In 1990. Uh, so was Wade Boggs and Cal Ripken, Whoa. two of like the older stalwarts. Wade Boggs, Wade uh, Boggs went to the Tampa Bay Rays, and Wade Boggs was the only motherfucker to ever play baseball in Tampa Bay right before they got good. Boom. It, that whole first ten years of Tampa Bay Rays was like Boggs, yep. Boggs's team. Uh, players in note on our squad that year in 1990: uh, Stan Belinda, Doug Drayback, John Smiley, who is new. John Smiley just had a brand new starting lineup figure that year. Yep. Bob Walk, um, Jay Bell was on that squad. Bobby Bonilla was on that squad. Andy Van Slyke, and a uh, manager Jay Leland. Who was Glenn Wilson? Ooh, what Glenn team? Wilson was a pirate who had a brand new starting lineup figure in 1990 as well. That's definitely like a dark spot. No idea who that was. In 1990, I was three, arguably four. Was, no, there's no way I could have been three. I was six. No, I meant there's no way I could have been four. I was three. Three? Yeah. Uh, did you go to games at Three River Stadium ever? Yeah, I went to a couple of baseball yeah. games there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a, I used to go there um, when I was growing up, and obviously that's when we were awful. And my dad started a rumor. I may even spoke about this particular rumor on the show before, that he used to take me to the Allegheny Club, which was like the high-end, like – money makers club there and then i would eat chocolate cake like every day like when we get there i've never eaten chocolate cake in my life like the the, wait you've never had a chocolate cake in your entire life i mean maybe but i'm saying like it was not with your dad at that place like he said it's not a part of numerous times it's not a part of the canon of our lives like it's like my son would just eat that chocolate cake What lie? <laughs> what? Remember how much you love the chocolate cake at the Allegheny Club? Like, no. no. And I think growing up after that, I think I knew it was such a bullshit lie that I never got turned on by chocolate cake in any way because I'm like, no. No, 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 no. No, no. if I eat this, you're going to try to gaslight me forever because my dad's already doing it and I never ate the cake. And previously on this show before, during a commercial break, we ran a commercial of Jerry Springer um he was at Three River Stadium interviewing uh, Pirates fans about playing the Reds, and like 
nagging them in the off time. So they'd be like a spot where Jerry Springer would be like, how about the Pirates? And he'd be like, yeah, go Pirates. We're going to win. And then, like, the voiceover would be him like, these fucking idiots. Uh, the Reds are going to win. Oh, these fucking users. And, uh, yeah, so the Reds did win. But then the American tragedy happened when we got rid of Barry Bonds, went oh. to the San Francisco Baseball Giants. I thought you meant 9-11. Oof, the third American tragedy not discussed in this episode. <laughs> but Barry Bonds had uh, broke the single-season uh, home run record in 2001. He had 73 bombers on steroids. A lot of steroids got caught, turned into just a pariah, just blackballed. Yeah, and we were talking about, like, well, the New England Patriots, right? hate him everybody hates him they cheat but they never get caught in the act and barry pretty much got caught in the act because he was still playing and they're like bud that's Ast- why you've been banging the balls asterisk but that was when everybody was everyone on the was doing and that's it. why people were watching baseball and mm-hmm. i think still to this day that's what baseball should be just juice the fuck out of these guys and if you want to smash 90 home runs, <laughs> die at 56. <laughs> whatever. Like, look at what happened to Sammy Sosa. That's not the steroids. Oh, no. <laughs> the steroids the are steroids. not to blame for whatever what is going on in happened. his life. Yeah. But, like, Barry, he had a good life. Mm-hmm. Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco's got a good life. He had a great Ooh. post-career on VH1. Yo, Jose Canseco's life is weird as shit. If you ever watch some... Ho- He's Yo. done some weird stuff since 1990 when these Yo, starting lineups came Jose out. Jose Canseco. What a fucking name. If you look up that guy on YouTube. The Bash Brothers. Oh, shit. I forgot his whole thing. Do you remember the uh, Roger Clemens bloody sock thing? Were you still watching uh, baseball at that point? Was it Clemens that had the bloody sock? No, no, you're thinking of Kurt Schilling. Yeah. But I'm thinking of Clemens when Clemens was – Clemens did steroids, like, then. And then, like, five, six years ago, like, it came out that Clemens was doing steroids. And – oh, you don't know about this? This is a weird I just part wanted of to work. I just wanted to work a way in to mention that Kurt Schilling can go fuck himself, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> he can, yes. He's a horrible person. But it came out, like, five, six years ago that Clemens was doing steroids. And he's like, no, I'm not. I wasn't doing steroids. He had a, like a trapezoid for an egg. From the era, from the era before that, a doctor who injected Clemens with steroids himself kept the. It wasn't a bloody sock that was shilling. He kept the bloody gauze for a decade or so. And so when Clemens said no, this doctor was like, you're a lying piece of shit. I have Here, your DNA. Here's your bloody gauze. Oh. And Clemens couldn't do anything with that because it's just like, are you insane? That's a, a wicked thing to do. To- so, so have live in a world where 10 years ago you did steroids. Say I threw steroids in your body right now. And 10 years, 10 years later, you're like, I didn't do that. And I was like, oh, you remember that time that we recorded Thrifty Podcast? <laughs> I kept the blood, brother. Yeah, I got it. It's right here. So that was like evidence in his case against him. I did not know that. Which is insane. Anyway, but Barry Bonds is the all-time home run leader. He has seven, uh, 762. Hank Aaron, he can't come back and hit more. So he's at 755. And then Babe Ruth is at 714. So Barry Bonds is the current home run king despite leaving Pittsburgh 
four greener pastures. And I think, did he win a pennant with the Giants? He probably did. I don't know. Was I was out career. of baseball at that point in time. Yeah. I forgot how much I used to be into baseball. I was, I was really into it as like a little kid, but like mm-hmm. it just got boring after yeah. a while. I was garbage at it. Terrible. I never baseball was like the one thing I never played. Terrible. Anytime I'd swing a bat, the ball was already in a glove. Like the I was the worst. Oh. There was entire seasons where I'd get like one hit. Like yeah. one hit a season and my parents just were like, "Get out there." Get out there. My brother played for years, and I think I went to, like, one of his games. Not, I was just like, eh. not a good look. Okay, well, the other American tragedy we're going to be talking about is an uh, episode that I-, I wanted to somehow work this into the episode, <laughs> and I finally got my Since way. day one, and if you thought you learned a lot on the Roger Clemens story like I did, <laughs> just wait until Todd unleashes some of these conspiracy theories. So, today... Um, uh, so that was the Barry Bonds Kenner figure from 1990. Uh, that was the first find. The second find of the day was found by Last Call himself. We're looking at a circular puzzle of President Kennedy and Jackie Kennedy. Uh, the puzzle came out in 2012. But, Josh, why don't you tell the the roaches out there, what when was this picture taken? Um. Well, this picture of President and Mrs. Kennedy... That's was the puzzle. Taken in Texas, uh, Dallas specifically, uh, at 11.30 in the morning on November 22nd, 1963. So that would have been one hour before his head exploded onto Jackie O. That was the last known photograph of those two together smiling before his head got blown off. Back and to the left. And... The subtle dig that this has, I don't know if you've read. No, I didn't read it. So on the back of this, it says, Air Force One touched down at Love Field in Dallas, Texas at about 1130 on November 22nd, 1963. Mm -hmm. And President and Mrs. John F. Kennedy began what was to be a two-day visit with the Texas Democratic Party. So, okay, so you know the story, but in case you don't know the story, on Friday, November 22nd, uh, 1963, at 11.38, Kennedy and his wife Jacqueline and the rest of the pres- presidential entourage arrived at Love Field in northwest Dallas aboard Air Force One. And so when they touched down, that's when the photograph is from, when they got off Air Force this One. This is within the hour of his assassination. Yeah. The original schedule was for the president to proceed in a long motorcade from Love Field through downtown Dallas and at the end uh, check out the trademark in Dallas, uh, the trademark. The motorcade was scheduled to enter Dealey Plaza at 12.10 p.m., followed by 12.15 arrival at the trademark, where President Kenny was scheduled to deliver a speech and share a steak luncheon with local government, business, religious, and civic leaders and their spouses. So he got in that motorcade, went through Dealey Plaza, because he wanted to eat steak with some, like, high-end idiots, probably. At least he died on an empty stomach. Mm. Because if you're in the back seat with somebody... And they've shit themselves. Poop seat. I mean, Welcome it's bad seat. enough you've got your husband on you and he's dead. Mm-hmm. But if you're also sitting in his shit, 
Mm-hmm. It makes things worse if you're wearing a pink fluffy dress. According to witnesses, the shooting occurred shortly after the limousine made the sharp left-hand turn from Houston onto Elm Street. Most of the witnesses recalled that the first shot was fired after the president had started waving his right hand. The onlookers recalled hearing three shots, with the second and third bunched distinctly much closer together than the first and second. The film shows that the president re-emerging in the footage after temporarily hidden from view. So the video of him getting shot, he, the first shot happens and he kind of, he's out of view because like a street sign blocks him. And then he's back into view and the camera zooms up on it and your boy has his hands in the air already because the uh, the bullet shot through his neck. So he's already like, fuck, I'm shot. And Jackie's like, oh, fuck brother this sucks and then his head explodes head explodes um where was i at oh yeah uh mrs kenny says i have his brains in my hand the limo driver and police vehicles turned their sirens on and they raced the president and his wife out of there and that happened at uh at 12:38 p.m. So that's when they reached the the trademark. But now at the trademark they have a dead guy. Right. So I mean, it complicates matters and like yeah. I don't mean to make light of this. This is getting factual before mm-hmm. it gets into the conspiracy theory side mm-hmm. of it. So I just wanted to lay out the facts. So he was shot in Dealey Plaza an hour after the photograph that we found at the thrift store. Made into a puzzle. The circular puzzle, which for some reason also has a piece, mm-hmm. it comes together. It's already put together. Yeah. This isn't something that we have to, and, and then it's just wrapped in cellophane, but it's backed by a thing that you can take apart and make a box for it. So rather than just put it in a box and have it be a puzzle you put together. <laughs> it's a whole other piece. They've given you the box as another puzzle. <laughs> the puzzle's put together, and the box that the puzzle comes the in is the puzzle. The last photograph of them happy outside the car is a puzzle. Yeah, is a puzzle. <laughs> you do something that with That you don't need to do the puzzle, but you put together the box. Okay, so Lee Harvey Oswald, in quotes, will say, shot the president. That's what everybody... <laughs> knows that's you know the allegedly allegedly but there's a lot of conspiracies that go around this there's so many different ones so what i thought about is i i I racked my brain this morning um i between the time that we went thrifting and then i went to work so good hour and a half i went crazy in this room right because I was looking into conspiracies, conspiracies that I already knew, but I was always digging deeper. Right, you had to refresh and dive a little bit in. Yeah, because this is something, yeah, you've wanted to do this I've wanted for to do this time. for this whole time. But I found um, four theories that it, it, it was based on something else. Not some even include Lee Harvey Oswald is the shooter, but it was based on other stuff because you know he got shot, he was assassinated, he was killed on his way to prison, right? So we never know. Uh, I will say conspiracy number one uh, the Soviets did it. That's one you haven't heard the Soviets one. Well, no, no, that face was because I don't think the Soviets did it. Oh, I'm not saying any of these are true or false, but the Soviets. Oh did no, it. I have one that I lean more towards. I don't think any of them. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't want to get into it yet, but so I had uh, and I wrote uh, three bullet points because of the 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 Cold War. 
did it because of the Cold War. Uh, Soviet Premier uh, Nikita Khrushchev was embarrassed by having to back down following the Cuban Missile Crisis that he ordered the hit. Ah, see, they negotiated. That's the thing with the Cuban Missile Crisis and the Bay of Pigs. People's always like, ah, Kennedy just waved his dick. But he didn't do that. He negotiated. And that's the thing. Well, it's a thought that maybe maybe it was a negotiation, but then maybe the and then Soviets like, were like, no, 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 no. I'm going to wave my dick. And they do kill a lot of people and in, so that, in the conspiracy's defense. And Lee Harvey Oswald actually had several visits to Russia before this had happened. Now, his wife is from Russia. So that could be why. But before this happened, he was he was hanging out with the Soviets. He was there. Uh, KGB officials came out years later to say that the Russians did play a pl- – uh, there was a, a KGB official that was dying. And on his deathbed, he was like, yo, we did play a part in the assassination. And they're like, what? And he's like, I'm dying. <laughs> so the KGB could have been involved. They could have got Lee Harvey Oswald. It could have been because of the Cold War. It could have been a pay of pig stuff. So theory one, the Soviets did it. Could have been. Okay. Okay. Theory two, the mafia did it. The mafia did it. I've seen The Departed. I know how they work. Yeah. In Boston. Well, something we do know, which is on official record, is the CIA discussed with organized crime families to assassinate Fidel Castro. Yes, I was aware of that. You were aware of that. I had a, like a period of time in my life where I was really, really big into the mafia, and it was the Sopranos. Like, mm-hmm. and so I Love had to it. absorb everything about it. And then Boardwalk Empire came so out. So is it is it that strange if the mafia tried to kill JFK, considering killing world leaders, assassinating world leaders? We've talked about it before. It's a power play. The mob hated Robert Kennedy and hoped the younger brother would lose his influence if his older brother was killed. Uh, Robert Kennedy and the mafia didn't get along. Um, there was a lot of a, a lot of stuff going on at that time, and it was known that Robert Kennedy owed money to the mafia. Also got killed. Also got killed. So they thought. Um, another dick waving scenario. I mean, that's why you kill anybody. That's why, yeah. That's why murder happens. That's why wars. So they thought if they got rid of his 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 brother that was in power, just knocked him off, Robert would pay up. So that was part of that. Um, Many proponents point to Jack Ruby, the Dallas nightclub owner who the who had mafia connections. He killed Lee Harvey Oswald two days after his arrest. So the. The theory here is, well, we wanted to scare Robert, so we're going to kill his brother. We're going to send Lee Harvey Oswald to do it. And before Oswald said that that's what's going on... We're going to take him out. We're going to take him out. Which is a very mafioso thing to do. Right. And Jack Ruby was in with the mafia. So that's how the the conspiracy started. With a name like Jack Ruby, you have to be in with the mafia. Yeah, or like a bookstore. Yeah, Johnny Sapphire. Number three... Lyndon Johnson did it. Notorious dick waver. Yeah. Uh, motivated by ambition and received help from members from the CIA to set up the inside job, the CIA believed that they would profit more under a Johnson administration. Did you ever hear the story that he pissed on one of the CIA guys? No, tell me that, though. I want to hear that stuff I right don't now. know it other than, or it wasn't a CIA guy, it was one of his Secret Service guys. 
he, he had just supposedly he's supposedly just pissed on the Secret Service guy and said something to him like derogatory while he was pissing on him. And well, I guess maybe that's a that's a that's against the theory. Then I get we're talking just for the theory right now. <laughs> well, I think that was just Lyndon Johnson being an asshole. I think that just proves that he is somebody who would go about doing that. Yeah, but they believe that they could get more out of Johnson was the whole thing. Um, playing into that that he did it as well, according to a memoir written by Kennedy's personal secretary, Kennedy planned to replace Johnson as vice president. Kennedy told his secretary that information three days before his assassination. So... That close? That close. So JFK told the, his secretary... I'm getting rid of Johnson. Three days later, JFK, he was gone. And guess who became president? Lyndon. Lyndon Johnson did it. The fourth theory, which you're familiar with, the grassy knoll. The grassy knoll. I think that plays into any of the other conspiracies very nicely, though. Mm -hmm. Like when the Russian guy's like, we played a part. Like, Mm mm-hmm. These can tie together in any sort of order that you want to put them in, you know? And that's why I, I talked about the grassy knoll last, because all of these could have been grassy knoll situations. Like, it could have been there. I was looking at photographs today of uh, pictures from that day. In fact, moments after the bullets have been fired, right? I was looking at these pictures, and there are two gentlemen that um, they have their backs to... Uh, the the motorcade, as if like um, people weren't panicking because when the shots were first fired, people didn't like ah and panic because they didn't know what the hell was going on. It's not like nowadays where we're conditioned to run yeah. at the sound of gunfire or freak the fuck out. Yeah, like any bump in the night, we freak out. Right. Then they were hearing this and they were like, "What's going on?" And they, you know, the president's head exploded, and they f- they still were just like. Because the car sped away. So, like, what what's going on? Well, there was people that, before everybody realized that there was a shooter, and everybody did panic when they realized that, but before the panic, photographs after, there's, peop- there's two people leaving on that grassy knoll. Like, in big, uh, like, big coats, just wandering away. And nobody's reacting yet. Except for those two. They are. They're getting out of there. And nobody's been able to identify who was on that grassy knoll that day. Regardless of the shots came from there, say say you, you were that person. You'd be that like, photograph. that's me in that picture. You'd be like, yeah, that was me. I didn't do that. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure we found the tank guy from Tiananmen Square. You know, like, mm-hmm. these people come forward at different points in time when you're famous and in a photograph that's also famous, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you know, from a big, huge event like that, you'd want to be like, hey, just to clear it up. That's me, and I didn't kill him. And no one did that. Yeah. You no could put one it that. to rest. So that was the four theories of some conspiracy around JFK's assassination. But I've been wanting to do an episode like that, so I'm glad I got that puzzle today. So you were merely a conduit for this. I Well, I found it, and I I have no no need for it. No you know? need for it. Just someone like me would. Yeah, you know, I well, my brother already has an Obama puzzle in our home, you know, and like... Cross your fingers on him, right? Yeah, you know. With all his drone strikes. <laughs> we made it through that. Drone strikes? Kennedy, you know, I know that you were, you were wanting to do this, and yeah. this leads into Perfect. it perfectly. 
Yeah. So those were the two American tragedies, uh, you know, breaking the home run record on steroids and, you know, murdering a president. So that was pretty fun. An asterisk next to both of them. Allegedly and allegedly. (laughs) Jack Ruby, allegedly. Lee Lee Harvey Oswald. (laughs) Lee Harvey Oswald, allegedly. Yeah, see, Lee Harvey Oswald deserves the asterisk. Take it away from Barry Bonds. Juice them all up. Yeah, because Lee Harvey got murdered for murdering, maybe. Maybe. Maybe being one half of a murdering duo. Dude, I feel like it's the mafia. I didn't want to sell it that hard, but out of my theories, I feel like it's more mafia than anything. Really? More mafia than anything. Uh, I don't know. Because it's the Ruby tie, the Jack Ruby tie to the mafia. Yeah. He was a mafia guy, and he killed Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, it very well could have been the mafia and the Russians. Yeah. You know, because there's a Russian— And our government. There's a Russian mafia in the U.S., you know, and their ties— The to government the, knew. You know. We ev- knew about that. Everybody could have been like, hey, look, we get this Catholic out of here, pave the way for this big fucking dick-swinging guy who pisses on people back here, and it'll be perfect. And then that was it. Yeah. So that uh, we'll we'll brighten it up. We'll brighten up the room a little bit. But I'm glad I got that off my chest. Thank you for that. Yeah, I know it's been a long time coming. Oh, and oh, finally, 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 rest in peace. So that was our thrift haul from today. A, a quick miss on the haul today. I had a wired Xbox controller. This has been tearing you up all goddamn day. I know. Okay, so when I was looking. Um, Geez, when you go through those bins, because we shop at outlets that you you process stuff by the pound, you just dig through trash and collect it. Well, this when the bins were rolled out, I had grabbed probably three or four things. I grabbed some boots, uh, and what was wrong with the boots is when I grabbed the boots, I wanted to keep going to keep picking, but there was so much tangled in the boot laces that I had to pick up the whole glob. You got everything. So I had a glob in my left hand, and in my right hand, I found under the glob was a wired Xbox 360 controller. And I've been wanting one of those because you could plug those into your Mac and play video games. And I want to have friends, and they do that. And I want to be a part of that. Yeah, so you can can associate with the circle, but that's your life now. You've gotten to that point now where you have to trade... The things you want, like the Xbox controller for, for boots. the boots. Yeah. Well, so I picked up the Xbox controller, and I put it in my glob. And I was like, I'm hyped. I got the boots. And then um, I was taking the stuff off the boots, like the untying it. I said, oh, my God, where's the Xbox controller? And I look over into, like, this guy, a couple people down, and he has it in his hand. And I'm like, I dropped it. I dropped it by accident. He scooted it. Or scooched over and snatched it right up. And I looked and I just said, "Oh fuck!" You can't, can't go. Do anything. You can't be like, "I'm sorry, I hey, dropped I, that." I dropped that. Can I get that thing back? And he's gonna. Go, nah. Whatever is in those people's hands is theirs. Yeah, um, they're not a demographic of people who are giving things up. No. Um. And we saw the shoe guys who we talk about a lot. Oh, shoe guys were salivating today. It was a good day to be a shoe guy, and yeah, I thought that they were gonna get like reprimanded because he really jumped the gun at yeah. one point. I mean, he was already like five feet over the, the line. As the bins were being rolled out, we're all waiting behind a line for them to say to go, which, by the way, no one did today. Nobody waited went. for go. Yeah, because when those shoes were out and they were putting the bins in place, nobody waited for a go because they jumped the go and they went right into the bin, so everybody followed. Yeah, shoe guys were a good 
10 seconds before the go would have even happened, they were out. And then they were just like, well, and we can't. And his eyes were on the shoes. Like, he was probably about two feet away from the shoes, and his eyes just locked in, just salivating one he of those shoes. He just scans it and sees dollar signs everywhere he goes through the bin, just like, oh, boots 10, you know, like sandals 5, you know, like yeah. bang, bang, bang. Uh, you found an, a used butt plug today. We didn't purchase that. Oh, it was, yeah. A glass and, piece. Yeah, and when we found uh, the bullet vibrator at yeah. the old store, you know, today at the the new old store. Yeah, the uh, bigger store that we're going to now. Yeah, they have, like, an entire wall of, like, dishes and china. And <laughs> thank God we wear gloves because I noticed something on it that looked peculiar, but yet familiar. Uh, yes. And I went over and I picked it up and I was like, is this a glass baseball bat? And I got it on film. Well, I got I took a, took a video of it, and it was probably it was like a lightly used butt plug. It was like one good go. It was I a bet. clear glass on a shelf, not even in the bin. Somebody had taken it out, put it on the shelf, so it didn't. It break. was yeah. It was with like the fine china and mm-hmm. like stemware, and uh, it was clearly a butt. I mean, it wasn't stand. It didn't stand. It it, it was a butt plug. It was not meant to be displayed. And that's awesome. I mean, whatever. Um, I mean, it was barely used. I suppose I was not going to take a shot on it. I don't think anybody needs to purchase any hey, insertable or pleasurable aspects of their life need to be tended to by a secondhand thrift store item. Hi, Josh's mom. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but that was our thrift haul for today. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to uh, take another trip on the Roach Coach because we have some emails for new listeners to the show. The Roach Coach, you can email thriftypodcast at yahoo.com. Yes, I still use Yahoo. People send us uh, thrift haul pictures and ultimately they send us questions about how to thrift or where to thrift. Coming up in the Roach Coach, we hear from two familiar faces to the show. So stick around after the break. There's a high drive deep in the right center field to the big part of the ballpark. Number 71, and what a shot over the 421 foot marker. The deepest part of any ballpark in the National League. And Barry Bonds is now. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, Presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th president of the United States. I was trying to... I was trying trying to pick up my microphone, and I straight up missed. It was sitting on the table. 
I was looking at the levels of everything, and I just went to grit. It wasn't there. I missed it by a foot. By a foot. Bad at the crane game. So that that's how uh, in shape I am to do the second part of the show, I think, is that point. I'm missing microphones. But as we said, uh, we're going back to the Roach Coach. It's been uh, at least a couple weeks since we've fielded a couple of these emails here. We're only going to use two tonight. But um, we have. uh, We'll start off with the. We'll start off with with somebody who's near and dear to our heart. You want to do Bryce's first? Yeah, let's get to Bryce's first. We miss Bryce around here, so yeah, let's bring him on first. So Bryce writes in. Bryce has been on the show before. And he says, hi, boys. What is the most depressing item that you have seen on your thrifting adventures? Well, Bryce, um, I think I mentioned it on my on on the show before. But do you remember that dad question mark book? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. The, yeah. That dad, immediately came to mind. Dad love me. Um, so the first the first page of the book that it was one of our thrifting adventures. First ones together. Right. Yeah. Um, so I found a book, and you have a better memory than I do, but um, on the f- first page it said "Mom," like "Who loves me?" Yeah, but yeah. The, yeah, the book was "Who loves me," and then like every page had like a uh, a, a a relative that was like already written there, I mm-hmm. think, and then the last page was a blank one, mm-hmm. and you could write whatever you wanted on the last page. So it's like "Mom loves me." And yeah. then somebody else loves me. It was me. like grandma, and then it was like, you know, like aunt or uncle and grandpa. And so the last page you wrote yourself on the piece of paper who you thought loved you as well, and it said dad with a question mark in kid writing. with a, in, in crayon, yeah. It was in crayon. With a question mark. That was, yeah, one by far, and that was like just wildly depressing the moment we found it. But a lot of the times see items that like today i saw a mug that was like a, a number one dad and it was like a, yeah. the kid had made the mug and on the bottom it said like from eliza Yeesh. and like what kind of dad gives that mug to goodwill like mm-hmm. don't do that and like the baby's first christmas ornaments oh yeah the baby's first christmas ornaments like, how do you get rid of that kind of sentimental stuff F- uh, photo cubes white girl White white girls from two thousand like three through eight. White girls donated all those photo cubes that they had in high school. A lot of times with the picture still in it. So yeah. them out with the girls. They got rid of all those pictures. So Becky, you, Becky. Cindy, yeah, like <laughs> Natalie, yeah, like you guys. You aren't best friends forever. No, no. They're high school friends who have vanished into the ether of relationships over the years, so you just cascade them off and fuck off. So those are, like, sad ones, but I think the book where they wrote in crayon dad question mark is probably the most depressing thing. All-time most depressing, yeah. And, I mean, we find a good fair share Walkers, wheelchairs. Yeah, like dead grandma stuff. Like, you know, the curio cabinet of crystal that's all there intact. And, you know, a dead grandma that's dead grandma. And just nobody cared about her shit. But dad was alive, just disconnected. A lot more sad than a dead That's Yeah, that's a broken relationship, not... Yeah. So Bryce also writes in same email two questions. How do you feel about Goodwills that sell their stuff online? Thanks, Bryce. Um. Well, you've got strong feelings about this. I've got strong feelings about this because when I first got into the thrifting game, I didn't have a job and I was flipping 
um, items f as a job. And it, it was doing fine. I mean, I you had to... It was fun. Um, but what had happened to the outlet that I would go to during that time? We're back there now, but originally when I went to this Goodwill outlet, and Goodwill outlet charges by the pound, there was like... Dude, I was coming away with, like, coach bags. I was coming up with, like, really cool game systems. Like, things that were worth a couple of hundred dollars. I found original Star Wars Kenner figures. Like, yeah, you talked about that before. Yeah, flipped those for, like, two, three hundred dollars. Like, shit like that. And um, they were starting to pull. So, people were actually donating things to the Goodwill. And then before they would put them out upstairs they had like an ebay like a goodwill ebay it wasn't like ebay.com it was like goodwill's version of this yeah where you just go on to bid on the goodwill stuff and they were putting like bulk items together and they were selling them for like 150 dollars for this purse like that going into that um yeah like here's some old game systems 200 dollars, and they literally got handed it handed it for free but you can't hate them because, I mean, they are a nonprofit trying to do the best they can for themselves. And mm -hmm. same as you, but, you yeah. know, on the corporate kind of level. So they were pulling these items and enlisting them um, at high prices. And then people like me who was trying to just make a living, I noticed that the content was just getting really poor. And what pissed me off a lot is when they'd pull video games, they would just pull the game and put the empty box in there. And we found that today. We found Some just that. empty game boxes. We don't and know they, if they were there yeah. you know, like that or if somebody else got them. But. but so I actually stopped going to that outlet because they were yanking all their product. And that's when I went to this new outlet that we, Thrifty, has basically pulled most things from is this outlet. But we were actually back to my old stomping grounds again because we're giving it a go. Yeah, we've cycled through the old store. So know. I hated it. I hated that. So that's that's my formal opinion on that. Um, we're going to uh, close out the show with a, an interesting email, uh, some couch issues. Um, hey, Thrifty, I want this to be read for the Roach Coach. Well, it's done. You've got it. I have a thrifting dilemma. An hour away, I found a really cool couch that has a center console. It could hold games and accessories, but also good beer storage. But my mom wants to give me her couch for free. Do I drive an hour and spend my own money for a cool couch, or do I let my mom give me her couch for free? Both. Both. Absolutely. Easy both. Absolutely both. If you can manage it, if you can flip mom's couch, even for 20 or 30 bucks. See, that's what I was going to say. Even if you take it and donate it to Goodwill, you yeah. know, mom will still feel like she's done a good thing. Split somebody, it with mom. Somebody's going to end with a couch, yeah. and then... Take that and put it towards your couch, or Mother's Day is not too far away. Yeah. Get her something extra nice. If if you mean she's giving you her couch for free because she's going to throw it out, I would say take it and then see if you could flip it. I still... Hold on one second. I can't hear weird piano noises. Do you hear those? I hear weird noises. I don't know where they were coming from. I but keep hearing weird noises. It's your house, so I don't question things. Yeah, okay. So if there's if anybody hears a weird piano, I don't know what that is <laughs> in the audio. <laughs> it just came through. But anyway, like I was saying, I would flip that couch, flip the couch for mom and for you, split the profit 50-50, and then on that profit, 
Go get you your beer couch, brother. Yeah, if you if you are in love with this couch that you are willing to drive mm-hmm. an hour and it's got good beer storage, it's got the console in the middle, and it's something that you Center want. Center console couches. Yeah, and if it's your mom's couch, it's probably the couch you grew up with. You know, yeah. like if you want to, like you know, f- feel like you've moved on from that couch, help mom get rid of it, but mm. still get yourself a nice beer couch. And a center console couch is. I've I think I've seen like two of them in my entire life. We actually saw one while we were out thrifting. Oh yes, we did. Yeah, I forgot had, about it that. It had a fucking radio in it. Yeah, dude. What? Ooh, what if it's the same couch? What if this person is from the Pittsburgh area and they went to the outlet that we went to and that that center counter center console couch is still there and it's that one and they want that one. It's not a hundred dollars. That couch was like ten bucks. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you want an older, shittier version of this that cool couch, probably, that that you could probably take it away for <laughs> yeah. free. I bet. Yeah, you hold it out. Your couch is probably nicer than the one that we so saw. So if you throw some ice in that center console, put some beer in there, you could invite your mom over. How about that? Yeah, mom drinks. Put a nice bottle of white wine in there and say, "Mom, we did both. I yeah. did both. Here's yeah. your money. Here's your money. Have a drink. Sit." Relax. Put your feet up on my brand new couch. I've been I've been a, a great center daughter to you. Like let's toast. Toast. We're gonna toast to you guys out there too. A uh, big thanks to Steve Barris. Uh, Steve actually just put out a another album with Bluffs. Uh, but the song you hear on the show all the time, Alternate Reality. Um, thank you to Josh, my co-host. Just the two of us back in action here. As always, we've got you know a good run going and going to continue it with the new spot. We mm-hmm. took a little break, but you know mm-hmm. regained our our momentum. And I did put an intro in that talks about this, but I'll put the bumper at the end too. Thrifty has a Facebook page. Um, we're all, we're almost up to 600 likes on it. So why don't you go over to that page and put your put your John Hancock check. Right, right on it. Like the page. Give it the old thumbs up. Turn it into a check mark. Whatever that graphic looks like. And give us some content. You could post on there anytime you want. If you submit something to be posted on the Thrifty Facebook page, unless it's misogynistic, homophobic, transphobic, or racist, I will put it up. Yeah. If it's not that. Join the community unless you're a complete asshole. Do not. As Todd just mentioned. No interest. We sum it up a lot quicker. Go review it on iTunes. Spread the word. Uh, let's get over mm-hmm. 600 by over next 600. week. If we get 600 likes, I'll do. I don't know what. I'll do something. I'll call. Well, no, I'm not gonna buy these fucking magazines from Dan. But a place you can for sure though help us out. iTunes. We're hurting on iTunes. Give us those five star reviews. You like the show? Give us five stars. Go to iTunes. Search Thrifty. Um, and I'm, we're going to be reading uh, a five-star review every week on the show, as you heard in the intro as well, too. I like that. I think we should start calling people on the Penny Saver every week, too. Let us know if you guys want us to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill it out. It might be problematic. <laughs> it may be problematic. Calling for diapers. We'll see. Yeah. Um, that'll be our mausoleum soon. But yeah. thanks for joining us, as always. Get roached.